Welcome to the Power Kid Podcast, the premier and longest running podcast focused on the modern toy and entertainment industry. Power Kid is an award-winning design and development firm, and we are a proud member of the Adventure Media and Events Podcast Network family. Adventure Media is the publisher of your favorite industry publications, including the Toy Book, the Toy Insider, and the Pop Insider. I am your host, Phil Albritton, and I bring you great conversations with talented people making amazing products for kids. Toys, books, games, TV, movies, I bring them to you here every episode. Welcome aboard. Hello, 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 Power Kids, and welcome to another Power Kid podcast. Guys, it is my pleasure every week to come on, share these conversations with you, and I am super excited about the conversation today. We are going to disrupt the gaming industry with this brand new product. I have on the line with me Shale Meta. Let me introduce you to Shale. She has a passion for gaming and a wide array of experience. She has a financial background working for hedge funds and venture capital funds. She has consulted for the Nuclear Regulatory Committee at City University of New York. Today, she is the co-founder of The Last Game Board, which is a groundbreaking technology that is looking to disrupt the gaming industry. As of this recording, the project is funded on Kickstarter with over $179,000 raised, 643 backers, and she's here to talk all of about it. Shale, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Victory lap. <laughs> I know. I mean, right. Yeah. As we're recording this, it's 20, you know, 48 hours ish. So I'm very excited. Fantastic. Congratulations. Uh, what a really interesting project, really interesting product. Uh, but I want to step back in time. How did you come to be involved in the game industry? So I, um, I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so until I started um, Game Board, I, you know, I wasn't involved. I was just a fan. I was a player. I was a board game player. So when I say gamer, I mean board game player. Um, I'm not very good at like playing video games. Uh, I get lost and stuck in a corner very easily. I'm like more of a Nintendo, Atari, like old school video gamer and more of a player. So, you know, I don't mess with things that I don't know, but I love playing board games and I have my entire life. And I, when I immigrated here, I just made friends and felt like a part of a community and learned English just by sitting down and playing, you know, simple kid board games with the kids in our community. And it just, it's something that stuck with me my whole life. And, you know, you grow up and you go from like playing Monopoly to not really playing board games. And then I got reintroduced to the world again. Um, and Settlers of Catan, like everyone else is, was my gateway game. And it just, be, I became addicted. And, and I, I kept thinking of, you know, all the things that I haven't, you know, with Kindle and all that stuff, like the portability, why can't I move it? Why can't I integrate physical pieces and onto a digital screen? And I went down a rabbit hole of wondering why this tech didn't exist today and sought out to, I ended up inventing it, which was really exciting. That's wonderful. And I, I don't know anyone who sat around a game table in this age of technology and not thought, why can't I do this on a tablet or on a pad? Uh, it's it's just great. And you have gone out and done it. What, what were some classic games that you played that kind of influenced your decision-making process as you developed the last game board? So now I'm a huge 
I mean, you know, I thought I was a board gamer. I thought playing board games once a week was, uh, you know, considered me a board gamer. And then I kind of dived into this world and I realized I'm just on the outside circling in. So uh, obviously Catan is a huge thing that I love. I really love Root. Um, code names, like I'm very, you know, they'll call me the basic of board games, but that's okay. Um, I really like strategy games. I like things like Risk as well. So there's, you know, staple games I've kind of evolved from and I'm much more into more strategy games and playing. You know, I tried Twilight Struggle, which was um, really, really hard. <laughs> but I kept trying and I kept going. And I think it's fun to learn and it's fun to explore different you know, universes. To me, board games are like books. They they open up this different world and universe and you just kind of get immersed in it. And I think that's why I had such a kinship with board games from the beginning. And the list of games that you just mentioned there really range from very complex to, yeah. to almost simple. Uh, yeah. So it's really interesting. And I want to dive later in the show, I want to dive into how do you integrate great gameplay into your new digital platform? But but yeah. give the give the audience now an overview of what the last game board is and yeah. tell us the initial spark that really got you going on this project. So the last game board is it, the first hobby gaming console that's being brought to market. It is a beautifully designed 16 by 16 inch square hardware device. So you think, oh, it's a square tablet, but it's not. Um, a tablet can't do what we do. What we have is a patented technology called SenScreen that allows you to integrate physical objects. So with or without batteries, a chess set that you love at home, you can play it on the game board to pinpoint precision and accuracy. You can connect your mobile device for private gameplay or AR games. So if you have your Scrabble tiles, your poker cards, they're on your phone and you can throw them up onto the game board. And then the coolest part of it, well, not the coolest, but one of the things that I nerd out over the most is you can merge multiple game boards together for a larger gameplay experience. Yeah, that was groundbreaking. When I saw that on the Kickstarter video, I thought, wow, you can expand the board. You can play, you know, massive games of, of what you know, Dungeons and Dragons, whatever you yeah. want to play. Another fun thing, and, and I don't know how technical this is or, or how much of a play feature this is, but I just loved it. I love seeing dice go from a phone. Like you could, you could roll the dice on your phone and kind of like, throw your phone kind of towards the screen yep. and the dice would roll right there on the last game board. Yeah. Really, really neat technology. Yeah. And it is. And, you know, I feel like it's so subtle and it happens so quickly that, um, we, so we did a, a live demo yesterday or a live, uh, live town hall yesterday um, to kind of show it. And that was one thing that I really emphasized. I was like, I don't think people really understand how groundbreaking that technology is to just shake dice on your phone and then just cast it and it rolls directly onto the game board with so right. much precision, not that much latency, like it's milliseconds and it just happens so quickly. And you just, you have this moment where you're like, you know, when we have people in the lab, they're like, wait, what did I just do? And, <laughs> moment, and it, you're just like, did that just happen? Because, you know, you think about it and you think, if you think about how you interact with the touchscreen and how you sync up to different, you know, devices, because we can sync so many devices today, you still can't do that. Right. 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 And that's what you want to do. Like, that's the physical reaction. You want to be able to take dice from your hand and roll them onto a tabletop. And digitally, that's what you've created. And that's why it's so it's, it's just magical uh, for me to, to watch that. I thought it was uh, great. Now, how does your screen recognize individual game pieces? 
Yeah. So that's a lot of our patent. It's a lot of our, um, it's not just the hardware stack up, how we've uniquely designed it to make it different. So it's, you know, it, it looks like you just have another hardware touchscreen, but our tech is embedded into it. And that allows you, and we do it through hardware and software. It allows you to place pieces. Like when you turn on a game, um, if you're turning on Dungeons and Dragons, for example, and you have a miniature that you want to put on there, you can. Once the game begins, the game asks you, um, are you playing with physical pieces, real pieces? You place the piece onto there. And not only does a board know the orientation of where the player is sitting, but how it relates to that specific player, what that game piece is, and how it relates to a game and each other too. So a lot of it is hardware detection. Um, and that's a lot of our patent. But the other part of it is the software side, understanding what that piece is doing in a game too. So yeah. Yeah, no, that, that is amazing. It's so many technologies kind of layered on top of each other. How long did it take you to develop this, to get this to a point where you could launch it on Kickstarter? And, and tell me about some of the challenges that you overcame along that path. Yeah, so 18 months we've been working on this. And honestly, I could not have done it. So I had an idea and I knew that we had I knew that there was something extremely proprietary in what I was trying to build. I needed to find someone who could actually build it, right? So I met um, our now my CTO and co-founder, Rob White. He has a, a lab here in Colorado, and I just showed up to his office with a case of beer, and I was like, hey, um, my name is Shale. I have this idea for a company. And we ended up talking for five hours. And he's like, I love this. I'm in. I'm your CTO. And, you know, he's well, he was the system architect of the Xbox. He built Magic Leap. He has an Academy Award. Like, he has built gaming consoles and owns dozens of patents from the ground up. So not only is he an expert in consoles, but he is an expert in hardware, scaling, supply chain, manufacturing, everything. Um, so he has the expertise, the technical capabilities of executing it. And when he came on board, that's when this just really, we hit the road with this as fast as possible. Yeah. What a, what a great partnership. Yeah. Why was it important to both of you to blend traditional gaming and gameplay with technology? Do you think the market is ready for this? We've all kind of thought about it. Yeah. Um, but why, why now? Why did you say, you know what, we're ready to go. The market is ready for this. It's ready for this price point yeah. and we can, we can build enough. We can build enough fun into this product to make it absolutely worthwhile. And, and we're going to, we're going to do well in the market. You know, I, not only has, you know, there's, I guess two parts to this. One is not only has the hardware caught up because like people have tried this in the past and it's failed because they, A, they didn't have Rob, but two, because the, right. you know, the tech wasn't there, the infrastructure wasn't there. And we've evolved so much, um, even in the last five years as to what technology and what hardware technology is capable of doing, especially with cloud being integrated. There's so much more we can do. There's so much more with memory and, and, and graphics and power that we can harness onto a, a single uh, unit like the game board. But the other part of it is, and the flip side to the coin is customer preferences have changed. You know, we are now the culture of Netflix and binge. Our preferences change instantaneously. We want new, we want fast, we want immersive, we want interactive, and we want to be able to change that out and say we hate it all in one sentence, right? So that's who we've become as a society. But this industry has stayed on its grounds because of this truth that it brings people together, right? And we want, we knew that customer preferences are changing, but yet we needed to maintain the core and essence of why people love playing board games. It's to break isolation trends. It's to sit around on a table, play together, and just have fun. And all we wanted to do with this is amplify 
the reason why we love board games and, and use technology to kind of just enhance and eliminate some of the, you know, eliminate some of the pain points as well, like losing pieces, not knowing what to play, trying a game before you spend $120 on it. So just alleviate some of those pain points. I think the best analogy is what Kindle did for books we're trying to do for board games. Okay. What, what kind of games can I play on the last board games? What partnerships do you have? Yeah. And then a follow-up question, what partnerships are you excited about that you don't have yet? Yeah, we have so, oh my gosh. So we have tons. So D20 Pro is, uh, they're the ones that do Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder and Starfinder, um, which is really exciting. So Dungeons and Dragons has been something that I'm super excited for on the game board. I think it, it encapsulates, you know, nostalgia and what you feel as a kid. And it's just, it's such a glorious game. And I'm so excited, um, for that to come on the game board. Then we have partnerships with, um, like Cryptozoic and Serenity Forge. Library Pass is a big one. Lucky Duck games that we're just actually we're going to announce today. Um, so there's so many different companies coming on. I think we have 50 developers signed on, and it's just growing rapidly by the day. And mainly from this Kickstarter, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to not only get the B2C validation from customers purchasing it at the price point that we're saying, but also from the development community. Do they want to build on this? Like, is this, is this something that you think it's the future too of your games? Like tell us how you feel about putting your games on the game board. Yeah. And and the companies that you just mentioned develop a wide swath of games from, from all levels of complexity. And we talked about it a little bit uh, earlier in the show from, from complex to simple. Exactly. How do you, how do you capture all of that? When you, you sit down with a with a new partner and you, you say we want to help you develop a, a game you want to take your game bring it into the digital world what does that integration look like what does that conversation look like and, and how do you develop that yeah yeah so it you know what we did initially we launched our alpha program january of this year so and what that really entailed was finding board game developers creators who had already expanded into the digital so they've already built a game on steam or had an app version of the game or um, had some you know their own native android version of a game out there so they're already looking to diversify their revenue stream because they see the advantage in in reaching more masses and gaining that momentum so they've already invested the time and the effort to do that, which is a lot of the companies that I've named. And they've already had this game built out on uh, Unity, Unreal, Android, Linux, whatever it is. So we work with all of those. So if you have a game already built on Unity, you can port it onto the game board. You do have to tweak it for the aspect ratio if you want to integrate physical pieces and if you want to integrate the mobile device and that our tech team can help do. But if you've already built a digital game on any one of those platforms, you can integrate it seamlessly onto the game board. And that was one of our biggest things is how do we lower barriers to entry for game developers to put their games on our platform? We don't want to recreate, you know, reinvent the wheel or whatever that phrase is. But what we want to do is provide a better version of it. So that's what we set out to do with this lower barriers to entry and how do we do that effectively and efficiently yeah now now some of those more complicated games let's take a dungeons and dragons for for example they almost have a living rule set that kind of grows and expands and, and updates over time is that going to be something that's easy for us to to upgrade and update within the last game board and tell us about that 
Yeah. So um, it's so D20 Pro are the ones that have already created uh, a D&D on a web server service that they have, and they implement it onto different platforms. So it's already kind of embedded in their tech stack and into their game. And what we do is bring that game that's already online, and we integrate it onto the game board. So those APIs, those call mechanisms, how a game functions, how it's moving, how it interacts with a user is kind of all embedded. And we just kind of have to to help them enhance it to what the game board can do. So everything that people love about D&D is just a little bit more amplified. Wonderful. And if I'm not mistaken, you have uh, developed a method for uh, for people to develop their own games. Yes. Yeah. Right? To really just kind of open source. Yes. What does that look like? What, what are the capabilities of that? So basically, if you can, if you have a game built on Android um, or want to build a game on Android, um, you can build a game for the game board. So it's an open SDK. Anyone who wants to build a game has access to it starting in January. And we're, you know, one of our missions is is community and, and not just from the customer side, but from the development side. And I think the coolest game on the game board is something that I haven't thought of yet. And that's a lot because I think of a lot of games, but right, I right. think creators and developers have such an imaginative and adventurous I like brain, I guess, when it comes to developing games. And especially when you give them a sandbox like the game board to be like, do what you will on this. I think some of the coolest things that we're going to see on this is something I haven't thought of. So opening it up a little bit more guerrilla style because we are a startup was essential to what we're doing. Amazing. No, and you're going to see an outpouring of creativity. Uh, it, yeah. it, there's going to be some amazing things developed because of that, uh, because you've opened it up to the community. Uh, wonderful, Shale. Thank you for taking the time sharing uh, all of this with us. Congratulations on the success. Uh, final question to wrap up five years from now, 10 <laughs> years from now. What are you thinking? Where's last? Where is last game board is last game board? The last game board. (laughs) I want everyone to have a game board one. Um, I think it it bridges generations. It bridges culture. It bridges everything. I think game board one is the next evolution of gameplay. And I think that the more that we develop it together as a community from fans to creators, the more it'll be what the people want it to. And, And that's the fundamentals of it. And I would love for everyone to play one game on the game board so I can change their mind. Fantastic. Shale, how can people reach out, connect, purchase a game board? Yeah. So um, you can go to our website, lastgameboard.com. We are going to be doing a robust campaign. Uh, We ship product out next year. So we're going to be taking a ton of pre-sales and pre-orders even after the Kickstarter. So please go to our website, lastgameboard.com. Guys, check it out. Shale, so much fun to have you on the show. What a great idea. Congratulations on your success. And we'll be watching for continued success. Uh, It's a great product. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Power Kid Podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And leave a good review on iTunes. This helps us find more great listeners just like you. Remember also to check out the other shows that are a part of the Adventure Media and Events Podcast Network family. This show is brought to you by the Power Kid Design and Development Team. We are a full-service design and development studio serving the toy and game industry for over 20 years. 
Our partners, large and small, rely on us for invention, concept development, packaging, branding, prototyping, and much more. You can find me on my LinkedIn page, check out the website at powerkiddesign.com, or email me directly, phil at powerkiddesign.com. I am always happy to connect and help you develop your next great product. It's been an honor to spend this time with you today. Now go out and make something great. And remember, you are creative because you were created. God bless, and I'll see you next episode.